Hello and welcome to an episode of the Thundercore Podcast. I forgot to check the number, so I don't know which one it is, but I'm sure you can tell by the title. I'm Jack, and I am joined once again by my super awesome, badass co-host, Mr. Roy Stoves. Hello folks, how is everyone doing? Uh, unfortunately, in no James today, uh, scheduling things, you know how it is, but you know we wanted to bring you an episode anyway. Uh, stuff to talk about. We just can't stay away from podcasting, so um, yeah, we just want to do an episode anyway. Yeah. yeah, there's just a lot to talk about, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Roy, what have you been up to since last episode? Last episode. So when's the last episode? February sometime. Uh, Art of War. Yep. Uh, and then uh, nothing. Else. Oh, actually, that's not true. I've started playing in the online team tournament. Sorry, the online tournament massacre uh, held by uh, Paul Godbold and Tony Hale, um, and we're in week two of that. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, no hobby in the last month. You can tell that I'm not planning to go to any tournaments anytime soon because a hobby just all falls to the wayside <laughs> <laughs> when there's a tournament on the horizon. It's a all hands to the paintbrushes. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Out of war, excellent as always. Uh, boys out in Bristol do a great job. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun, uh, despite it being played in a in the middle of two storms. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was really good. I think I, d- I think everyone made it as well, like by hook or by crook. So, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So uh, we're not going to go super in depth on the uh, on the like on the what happened in the tournament because it was just you here that went. Yeah. So uh, like roughly like how did the event go for you? Like just, uh, what were you taking yeah. again? Sorry. I took KOE. Right. Um, and yeah, it was all right. I was like top ten um, until the final game, uh, drawing three wins, and then I derped hard. Uh, and got 20 in my last game and finished 19th out of 60 odd. Um, How did their KOE feel? Strong um, and fun. Like double pegs is just great because you go where you want. Um, the scary peg lord was scary. Um, didn't always perform as well as he should have done, I think. Uh, but he also just killed a lot of stuff. Um, MVP for the tournament uh, was. Uh, a bunch of summons, totemic summons, who managed to <laughs> who managed to kill a breath weapon on a damsel and kill her, who was out of her unit, um, and then charge into the back of a hierophant's unit, and between breath weapon and attacks and stomps and being a rear, um, popped the unit and the, uh, the hierophant um, to the man or to the undead skeleton, if you like. Um, yeah, which was obviously I found hilarious. My opponents less so. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I say, it was, it was a really good tournament. They felt really strong. Um, I'm f- disappointed in myself for having derped a little bit in the last game. I kind of played it like like I would at the club rather than playing it like your table three or table four at a tournament. You know, yeah. so um, uh, but coming back from what was that last uh, last round against? Uh, against ID and Gwyn. Ah, and right, okay. I got 20 and he got a podium. Nice. So, um, yeah, it was... 
I, I, I walked away a little bit frustrated with myself, right? I right. made plays that maybe I shouldn't have done. And I thought, like, I was kind of thinking, I'm, I don't think I can podium unless I win big. And so I might as well just try stuff. And then yeah. it didn't I've, work. <laughs> I've been there, man. Like, when you're last couple rounds, when you're in, like, the top table, table tables and it doesn't go right, you always beat yourself up for it afterwards. Yeah. Always, yeah. always, always. Which, that's which was the really worst. frustrating. I'd, I'd had, like, a really good tournament until then, you know? Like, I'd played yeah. sensibly. I'd got some uh, wins where, or got some points where, you know, going into the end of games, I was like, right, okay, I'm kind of up, I know, but I can get some more points if I play well here. And, and that's all kind of happened. Obviously, I got lucky because you don't go undefeated in your first four games without without being lucky at a tournament. Um, you know, and I'm sure some of my opponents will be like, oh my God, he hasn't mentioned that thing, which just was bullshit crazy. And like, that definitely happened, right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think like a unit of pegs went into L- Luke's bruiser unit and uh, they failed a steadfast eight and ran off the board. Uh, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, and then, yeah. And then his cannon failed to hit my lord, who was basically standing out in the open three turns in a row, you know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so stuff like that, like, obviously does happen. Um, but that's just the way it goes, right? So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was, like I said, it was a good tournament. Uh, we back, and I really enjoyed them. And I'm looking forward to using them in the next tournament. Sort of, I think the next one's going to be in in April. Uh, a couple of no, sorry, and then um, into the summer. So. Okay. Uh, so, as far as myself goes, I've been playing in the uh, Massacre UB slash Warhol tournament. Ah, oh, you've been playing it as well. Nice, nice. How's uh, it been going? Okay. Um, oh, sorry. First of all, what have you taken to it? I've uh, taken vampires. Good. I've gone for like oh, a zombie nice. dragon list. Um, all right. Nice. <laughs> I wanted to try the cult as a master on the dragon. Uh, and yes. then they're just. Uh, I've also gone for a triple undead giant just to try them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's they're pretty much going the way I thought they would in that. Um, so their giant sea giant do just makes them undead, which is it's not really a benefit. It's kind of a <laughs> it's uh it's kind of a double-edged sword really, which is basically how they play. Is that they're fine. It's just the, being unstable for them is not good. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, the dragon's great though. The dragon is absolutely awesome. Uh, I played against Ed and his Kiwi the first round, and I won that game nineteen-one. Oh um, wow! Nice. He basically just he he ran into my line and then stayed there and the he dragon stopped, yeah. killed a couple units and then like eventually broke everything. Um, the heroes in that game were the ghouls who did. Like one, there was one round where, uh, pretty much all that was left of the original like massive blob in the middle was uh, my ghouls uh, that were like seven wide in the flank of his peg. Uh, sorry, hippogriff lord. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they did. I think it was nine wounds to him with poisons. Oh, that basically uh, saved them all, right? No, he, he, he passed four of the three up armor saves and then failed all five of the four up ward saves. <laughs> and just died from full wounds, just dead. And I was like, oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I don't think he was either. But uh, yeah, his dice were shocking that game. Um, and then second round, I played against Vermin Swarm. Um, I felt a little bit... I lost that game, I think it was 15-5, I think it was, uh, or 14-6, something like that. Uh, I felt a little hard done by in that game. Um, 
I kind of got screwed by the scenario where um, summoned units count towards the objective. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Which yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know going into the game, because um, no FAQ had been posted on it uh, yet. Um, it got clarified after our game, um, which meant I lost <laughs> the objective by one, and I was just like, uh, okay. Um, also, my dragon died, like, turn four. Um like all of his, uh, I was in combat most of the like for the uh, from the, like the second turn, and then all of his yeah. stuff just broke in my turn. Uh, so I was in short range of the cannon, and he just hit a wounded and rolled a six on the wounds, and I'm just like, like what? It's my wounds d six. Like what, what do I do? Yeah. Like there wasn't really anything <laughs> I could do to counter that. Um, yeah. Like I managed to block all of his magic and whatever, um, and and sort of like play around everything else that was going to hit it, and it just. He just rolled six wounds, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm dead. So it didn't really matter what I did at that point. So uh, that one kind of sucked, but um, it was what it was. Uh, the ghouls there, the ghouls decided they'd used up all their luck against the Hippogriff Lord as well. I had uh, what ended up being 55 ghouls after raises. Um, were fighting 45 um, blood fur dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Black fur legionaries yeah, or whatever they are guys, yeah. uh, and then they lost they lost uh, repeatedly they lost every round uh, until they all died and there was something like 12 bl um, black furs left uh, it was mainly just my it was mainly just my opponent just rolling like absolute like fire constantly um, like he'd roll like double or, or like, that was, like double of what he should on wounds or whatever and then I would just keep losing like guys and I just so I would have thought that well yeah I, I would still would have taken that combat it's just I needed them to roll better I guess that and the the d6 wounds thing were things that were outside of my control but I couldn't really do anything about it but uh, other than that I would have pretty much played at the same bar summoning some units mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um is that one okay uh I've got a double carnosaur double alpha carnosaur list next to play oh yes the round been done yeah so um, i Got beaten by Jake and ran one with ID. I think he owed me one. Like I've had a couple of um, I've had a couple of lucky games against him on UB in the not too distant past. Um, but he yeah, he completely outplayed me um, and just made like silly mistakes. Uh, but then I wasn't able to get my second game in. Um, so Josh and I agreed a score. Um, I'm to be completely honest with you, it was like his. Uh, leaf blower a silver elf list so i'm not massively unhappy i didn't have to play it because that just sounds like a frustrating way to spend a few hours yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so i agree to score where i lose but basically i was just my week has been a bit a bit of a nightmare i think i've got i want to say ogres next um i am um, i'm not sure i'm playing just looked up i'm playing john whiff and I think it's playing Ogres, so yeah, I should look forward to that. Okay, uh, so in terms of the main topic of the show, the stuff we want to talk about was the balance changes, the second one, as we did uh, go over it. Um, so I just want to talk about the armies that we play and how it's uh, changed the uh, sort of way that we write our lists and uh, interesting things that we can find in there. Um, I guess before we start, uh, we should say that the overall goal for this one um, was to catch anything 
or well, the balance team said that I think it's balance team uh, said that they wanted to catch anything that was like way out of whack from the first um, changes, uh, and also um, like they wanted to go over all of the mid tier and low tier books and just give them like a load of like just like a a load of price reductions, um, just to bring the overall cost of the army down. Um, which uh, rather than buff the good armies, which is I think, I just think, which is definitely the right approach. I think they've done, they've done a lot of changes, and I think that's definitely the right way to go. Um, as we said many times in the podcast, I think um, going with more changes is going to be better than small changes. And this is, I think, this is almost certainly the biggest, the biggest balance patch they've ever done. Yeah, I think it's it's also kind of I've said for a while now that. As more um, lab book comes out, come out, you kind of end up in a position where all you can really do with the um, uh, with the slim books is just mass points reductions, right? Because yeah. you know, if, if largely speaking, and of course, there are a few um, there are a few little tweaks you know, that are made to rules along the way, you know, we'll discuss some of them now, but generally speaking, you're kind of left in a position where all you can really do is just um, adjust points. And so therefore I think um, certainly a lot of the books we're going to talk about, um, you'll see that there's been significant points reductions across the board because uh, me and you are a little bit masochistic in that way um, and generally play books that are, that haven't been, haven't been terrible, awful, <laughs> underpowered, weak. <laughs> are we just justifying how we play poorly at tournaments? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back off a, you know, find a winning record at a tournament after going to a lab book is kind of the uh, epitome of that. But yeah, so, so I think that's, that's quite interesting. And, and I expect that to be, the case again so if you think this time next year we'll have another two labs out probably right um and so people that haven't been labbed you know so vampires empire um dwarves all of your books um are will just have even more significant points reductions right whereas my books with the exception of sylvan elves will have all been labbed by then uh, with orcs and goblins and lizards coming up later this year so um yeah okay yeah, cool. So, uh, where do you want to start? Uh, I guess I can go alphabetically, right? Yeah, okay, let's do that. Uh, which I think is going to be uh, Demon Legions. I want to talk about Demon Legions just because it's one of the big books. Um, wait, 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 wait. I mean, there's going to be people within our uh, audience who are going to be like, why the hell are you missing out B-certs? <laughs> oh, uh, it's because we don't play B-certs, so fuck them. <laughs> And nothing you can do can make that book better, right? So uh, yeah, fuck them. They've, right. they've already got the minor tool all ordered. If you're not playing him, then what's the point of playing Beastars? Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demons, right? Um, so there's two pages of changes here, <laughs> um, and most of it is points increases. Yeah, that tells you everything, right? Um, and obviously, because everything has a wizard option, there's like a lot of duplicates here so obviously all the wizard options went up um for stuff uh, um i'm just trying to find stuff that uh makes a massive difference uh, like loads to... of, so manifestations you've kind of got i mean they've obviously just gone through and seen the ones that have taken loads and they've gone up a little bit yeah 
and the ones which haven't been taken have gone down, right? Yeah. Uh, it seems to be, yeah, like we can ignore the wizard stuff because everyone's wizards got more expensive, right? Uh, yeah, I think um, the fact that a lot of the greater demons, quote-unquote greater demons, um, they've gone down in base cost to, to compensate for the fact that their wizard choices have gone up. Yeah. Which I think is more of a buff for demons than it is for other people. Because if you take a necromancer wizard, okay, putting the base cost of a necromancer down is fine, right? Yeah. But the, putting the base cost of a Kalima's Deceiver down, well, now it makes your monster cheaper, right? Like, or not yeah. monster, and yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. guy cheaper, or the Omen, like down to 485. Well, he's now, like, he's still he's still good without being just as wizard. a wizard apprentice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that is quite a nice buff for for those. Um, the only one that went up in cost of the sort of large demons, uh, I think, is the Quartzan of Sibiresh. Uh I'm just going to see. Uh, Scourge oh, went up as well. The Scourge went up 30 as well. Yeah. Which is quite a hefty uh, points increase. Yeah. I mean, like, the Apprentice went down 15, right? But, um, but yeah, the Scourge going up 30 is quite significant, right? Yeah. Uh, Sentinel, Sentinel went up. Uh, yeah, that one as well. Which it makes sense, right? Because they're, like, the three most popular. Um, yeah, so yeah. that that will but make yeah, sense. Miser went down a little bit. Yeah, fifteen. What more went down? Kalima went down. Omen, Omen yeah. well. went down. Yeah, went down. That went down a chunk as well. Twenty-five points. Also, yeah, interesting, isn't it? Okay, so the uh, starting cost of the core succubi lemures went down, and additional models went up. I think that's good. Um, unnatural roots as well for the lemures. I mean, they just. It just kind of helps uh, mitigate the sort of very samey um, army build list you see in Demon Legions, because um, everything, every Demon Legion list basically comes comes out looking the same. The biggest shakeup they've had recently is the uh, um, Dark Hide build that um, Ed's made popular. Mm. Um, but uh, for the most part, the list is, lists have always have been looking like really samey for a long time. Um, well, just like scoring units out of core, and then stuff that kills you in special, right? With yeah, two yeah. demons running around, but that's generally what they look like. A bunch of fast single models, and yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, where is it? I was looking for things that um, like really make you want to change your army builds, but there's not, there's not too much in the. Uh, in here that does that which i guess is fine um demon engines are a strong book they have a lot of options uh, still i think if you want to run something different you just do it and it's never going to be bad um but i do appreciate there was some of the um like some of the less taken choices things like sirens and brazen beasts um and veil serpents they've reduced their points by quite like uh, uh, their like additional model points and their, yeah. their some of their option choices um, by quite a lot, which is kind of what I want to see. I want to see, I want, yeah, I want to see more units out of the, uh, or more different units out of the Demon Legions book rather than just the same ones every time. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, I, I mean, I'm okay with this. Um, I don't think this has pretty much reduced the power level of the book at all. Um, to be honest, uh, it'd be interesting to see what builds people find, right? Because like when you start tweaking around with points. And, and you're right, they've made some things a lot more expensive, but they've also made some things a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, and so whenever that happens, there's always a chance that people um, 
people find bills that you know it, it takes time looking at oh well you know the number, number of extra models you need you can get or what that means actually for the type of build you can build right so um yeah so i think it'd be interesting to see whether or not the changes have done enough to amend the type of lists that we see regularly on the uk tournament scene for demons right yeah um yeah honestly i still think you're going to get see two greater demons in every list right yeah um, they're just too good they're just too good right I, yeah I, I, why would you not take them right the, the harbingers aren't aren't good enough to like compete with them um so, yeah. I yeah uh, I do like the look of uh what are they called um sirens now I liked the sirens before but they've gone down quite a lot in points yeah. um so I think they could be quite good um so yeah I do like the, I do like the look of sirens um yeah I suppose having something that has Faint Flight and Light Troops and Vanguard is quite good in that army, right? Yeah, and especially... when they hit, and when they hit, they hit reasonably hard. So yeah, if you take Hammerhand on them, they have like five attacks per model as well, so a strength four, mm -hmm. so that's quite yeah. tidy. Something like that. Yeah. Um, right, okay. Uh, so shifting on to the next army uh, on the list is well, it should have been Dwarven Holds first because they come before Demon Legions alphabetically, but. Apparently I can't do the alphabet. <laughs> uh, so this is again one of the lower tier books. So almost uh, exclusively. Hang on a, a second. That's incorrect. Dwarven holes is D W. Demons is D A. Unless you're going D H and D L, right? Yeah, D H and D L. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll say I did it the other way. Um, <laughs> uh, so mostly point points reductions across the board. There's not a lot here that sort of changes the way you your army builds um but there were some nice changes miners have gone down by quite a lot and um, pretty much all of their options and additional models have gone down that's really nice uh forge ones are even cheaper now i think it's like 300 points for 20 it's absolute madness um and graybeard point costs went down as well which um i think is quite uh impactful because graybeards are a very expensive unit to so taking any points off of them is always good um it isn't uh like none of the runes they took points off of have like tons of synergy with other stuff um so it doesn't make too much of a difference like all the standards are going down by like five it's like okay sure um rune of retribution being 15 is quite nice now um because you can get a that's the one where if you pass an ages save the hit is redirected back on your opponent Ooh, um nice. So it's like 90 points for the ward for a four up Aegis save, and then 15 for the retribution, which leaves you 95 points left um, to buy uh, weapon upgrades. Um, so uh, let me just double check points costs. Um, so you can do a rune of smashing and a rune of might if you wanted, or a rune of fury, uh, which is. Uh, the Rune of Smashing is the Strength 10 one. Yeah. Uh, Rune of Might is... Uh, well, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want Rune, of, Rune of Might, but um, no. Rune of Fury is plus one attack. Rune of Fury, extra attack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or you can just go Rune of Destruction for 8 points, Mortal Wounds D3, if you wanted to. Um, but... Yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to build like, yeah, a defensive it's... character... Oh, you got, yeah, of course, you get Doors get extra points. 
Um, so yeah, you can go for room destruction and then also extra attacks and or or strength if you wanted. Um, I think both are like. Uh, can you get uh eighty, hundred and twenty, hundred and sixty? No, you're five points short for two might runes. Uh, but you can go like one one might, one fury, one destruction. And then you can have the four pages bouncing shots, but bouncing its back on people. So I think there's quite a few interesting character builds opened up with that one. Uh, but that's um, not a ton. Uh, really nice changes. I think it's from the previous one, but you can't stomp on shield bearers or war throne. That yeah, is yeah, actually massive, um, especially for the, the shield bearers one, because uh, just being able to prevent your king from... A lot of situations, you you would use the king as a deterrent for your block to stop uh, a giant monster coming in, just stomping Ooh. all over them and taking the unit off. Um, but when you have a character model that comes in, it's very dicey whether you actually kill him, because most of the time they have Aegis saves or high defensive skill and stuff like that. Yeah. And then if you, if you don't kill him and then you get stomped on, you, you just die. And <laughs> it sucks, because uh, you can't shield wall stomps. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that one's actually massive. Uh, but yeah. So in general, I think nice changes for the dwarves. They get a few more models on the board. Um, still, uh, but other than that, it's still just going to be dwarves. Um, so I think I think most of this stuff is quality of life change for dwarves, to be honest. I don't think it's going to actually improve the uh, sort of power level of stuff. Yeah, like, it, I mean, they're still, ultimately, they're still just reliant on blocks, right? So... Yeah. It means they're e they're easy to outmaneuver. Um but there's now just more of them, so take takes longer to whittle them down if you like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um do you want to talk about one of your books next? Because I've talked about two now, so uh sure. Uh let's talk about Sylvan Elves. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of like similar thing in the sort of the second the second beta, everything has basically got cheaper. Um, I was having a look at some old lists, and um, I used to run a list where I'd have like Pathfinders, Sentinels, Double Tree Father, Core, Dragon, Druid, Dried Ancient, and Chieftain. And after the point changes from last year, that was no longer possible. Um, it just became a little bit too expensive. Uh, but now, not only is it possible, it's actually there's extra points. I can even throw in a forest eagle, so I can actually have some chaff because I used to just used to run it without any chaff. Yeah. Um, so I think that probably tells you how much cheaper uh, the book has got um, to essentially give you an extra nine. So going from not being able to run it because you're out by about I don't know twenty points to now being able to put in a forest eagle, which is ninety five points, has probably come down one hundred and fifteen, one hundred and twenty points, something like that. Yeah. Um, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, I suspect that there will be uh, there's probably some nice builds there where you can now include things like wild hunters alongside uh, sort of like dancers. I think tra traditionally it's kind of you've kind of like had to choose um, because things were just so expensive that if you wanted the uh, the strong characters um, and the shooting, you wouldn't be able to have both. But I suspect you can now have both, um, and then. Briar Maidens came down, so I think there's probably a build there as well, sort of like with units of Briar Maidens um, as well as some disgusting shooting, because everything in that section, in the, um, the Leaf Low section, 
uh, what's it actually called unseen arrows everything has gotten cheaper both starting models and extra models um, yeah so I would be interested to see what some of the the list builds are um, what's also quite interesting as well is things like uh, the dried ancient has got like so cheap now that like a dried ancient is basically just a hundred points um, and they're always quite a good general um, so it means that frees up sort of like cowboys it frees up uh, monsters to do stuff you know you can go very minimal on your uh, on your characters if you want and just go heavy and special because you can effectively have I don't yeah. know for 400 odd points 450 odd points you can have a wizard and a, and a general right yeah, some um, of these points are substantial. Yeah. <laughs> like, really substantial points changes. Like, the um, Sylvan Archer is going down by 10 points for the first Cup 10, I think it is, and then 3 points for additional models. That's a lot of points uh, yeah. for a core unit to go down. Um, Kestra Knights as well have gone down by a considerable amount. Um, same for Wild Huntsman. Um like their shields going down two points is, makes a big difference. Their additional models going down three points. It's a huge yeah. difference. So you're ending up like a lot of these units they got like well, so forty that, points cheaper. Like those those are just the just the first changes, right? They actually all changed again. So what? Sylvan Archers uh, went down another five points in the second change, and the additional models went down extra. Wild Huntsman went down another ten points, and additional models went down an extra point. Like it's Things are very, very. You, you get a lot of elves, of wood elves, a lot of silver elves now on the board for your points. Um, yeah. And like I say, I think there is. Not only will you, is it possible now to face you know oh, like three monsters and a full leaf blower, right, and still have enough points on top of that to you know to put in some chaff and you know your normal core. Well, historically, that wasn't possible. You kind of had to pick and choose. Yeah. Um, be interested to see the one thing I haven't tried to build yet is a more combaty version because um, like yeah. Thicket Beasts got cheaper and the additional models there got cheaper. Uh, Forest Guard have got cheaper. Uh, I think the only special unit that didn't get cheaper, I oh, know, even the Blade Dancers, even they got cheaper. So yeah, so like I say, I think there is there's probably quite a good combat build in there. I haven't had a proper play around to see what there is. I mean, but, honestly, um, why bother? Like if yeah, the sh yeah, the shooting's that good, like yeah. do you, like why bother doing a combat build? Just do the shooting, and then they can't hit you back. Yeah, no, that's true. Like just to give you an example, Pathfinders from December to now are fifteen points cheaper for the starting uh, for the starting uh, unit of five, and the additional models are the same price. They went up in the first change, and then they came back down in the second one. So um, yeah, yeah, like I say, there is. I fully expect that when we are playing, when you're playing Wood Elves, you are, the best build you're going to see is going to be the uh, Leaf Blower. Yeah. So, yeah, do you know much. what that means, folks? Bring your breath weapons. That's what that means. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, you're going to have to actually take into consideration um, stuff uh, like this this army into consideration. Um, yeah. When yeah, like yeah. when you're actually and, building a list. And actually, in the on the UK scene, there are quite a few sort of like Wood Elf players as well. There's quite a few Sylvan Elf players. Um, yeah. I I have noticed recently that Mel has uh, signed himself up to a couple of tournaments coming up, and he's obviously one of the 
proponents of the uh, the full leaf blower list. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, breath weapons, folks. Breath weapons and shamanism. That's what you want. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so now that I've got the correct versions of the books open. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Can we just say Forest Eagles are even cheaper now, right? Yeah. So I think they're now 95 points for the first one. And the additional models are 29 points each. Yeah. Right? So uh, so for a unit of five, which I think is the max, right? So you've got just quick math to work this out. Uh, oops. Yeah, so for 211 points, you can have a Fly 9, what, 15 wound T4 unit? You have a 10 string 4 attacks. I like, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it, the footprint of it, but... Like, but it's like... Because with the Silver Nails as well, you can stick characters on Eagles that actually go in the unit. So you've got yeah. a way to get your Eagle character, who's going to be relatively choppy, right? You know, like easily build one with five base attacks, right? Because of the uh, uh, using Sylvan Blades, right? And yeah. like that's fairly choppy. And then you can get him where he needs to go relatively easily because he's on a movement nine unit, which has got enough wounds that it's not going to quickly start targeting him. So, um, yeah, uh, I think so. I think someone took a unit of five eagles to. Uh, uh, to off war, but that was before all of these changes. So, um, yeah. Anyway, right. Sorry, I digress there slightly. Okay, no worries, man. That's what, that's what the podcast is for. <laughs> you uh... will listen to me, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, hi, Bonnells. Let me just bring up the correct version of the book. Uh, there was barely any changes. Oh, really? Uh, the commander went down. The commander on a drag. The commander dragon went down thirty. Rhymonites went down 10, the additional models coming down by 5. Um, and then the uh, Fire Phoenix went down, Fire Phoenix upgrade went down by 20 points. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it, that's yeah. everything. They changed. Um, that's not a huge amount of change, is it? Uh, I like the Rhymer change, um, just because I've been saying for quite a while that I think most Cav needs to have their additional models be considerably cheaper than the yeah. first couple, um, because you get very little. Um, for the points on the additional models we have. Um, so, yeah, seeing that come down to 35 points, um, which puts them, I think, half, almost half as, yeah, almost half as expensive as, uh, like additional models are almost half as expensive as the first five, which makes sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, otherwise, not much in the way of changes. I, I don't know why they are avoiding nerfing the Queen's Guard still i don't understand why they've made no changes to this unit so i've got a philosophy right okay that highborn elves are basically where they want them to be right and so they kind of like tweak around the edges a little bit but like i always feel like whenever you the changes they make don't really massively change the builds that we see, right? You know, you're still looking, you know, I know like in the first change, they up the, the cost of the um, the Sea Guard Reaper, right? But 180 to 190 points, they're still good value. You're still going to see three of them. You know, the best lists are still going to have big units of Queen's Guard because they're good at what they do. You know, core is 
core is core, right? Like, you know, whether that's made up of spears, archers, or sea guard, that's that it is what it is. But I just feel like with highborn elves, like they're kind of they're kind of where they want them to be in terms of like the makeup of the models outside of core. Um, and that's why you don't see the changes to the Queen's Guard because like th those lists have been around for ages, right? You'd have thought by now they'd have had at least some tweak. Yeah. I mean, I think just just when did I see them come back into the UK scene a lot? So Mark Greensill brought them back in, didn't he? When he sort of moved back to Highborns from Saurians in 2019, 2020. Yeah, um, uh, they've not. Yeah, and the Queen's Guard haven't been nerfed since then. I'm pretty sure they've. I think it's been two balance changes. I think it is yeah. that they've not yeah. been touched. So, so there must be where they want them to be, right? There must be in as many lists as they want them to be. And maybe we see them more often here in the UK meta than you do in other metas, right? Um, and so they don't come up in lists as often? Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I guess I would... I see them often enough. Um, and I see uh, other units from other armies that are you know, just as common get, like, get a whack. And I just don't know why they haven't been changed at all. Yeah. Is I just it just seems really strange to me. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm guessing people uh, elsewhere in the world are playing more around like uh more of like a double phoenix with the um like cowboy characters running around sort of builds. Yeah. I can yeah. only assume. Yeah, I think um, that's probably a fair assumption given where the points changes are, right? Yeah. So I'd have to guess that's what it is. Um, but yeah, it's not, other than that, there's not much to go over for the highborns. Uh, right, so I've got empire and vampires left here to talk about. Right, uh, shall I go on to orcs and goblins? Yes. Right, let me just call up orcs and goblins. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think there's been some really interesting changes with orcs and goblins. Uh, first of all, the the biggest change, and I think the one which people m may get most excited about, is a goblin general now gets plus one discipline. A goblin king who's a general gets plus one discipline. That makes him discipline nine, which means you can now have a goblin king as your general, which I think, generally speaking, you wouldn't have seen before. Certainly after the change to the crown of autocracy, you'd have not yeah. seen at all. Um, so I quite like that change. It's also a free upgrade. Um, and also means that all goblin lists are now more of a thing. Yeah, uh, I think uh, all goblin lists, after the first update, I thought uh, all goblin lists were kind of uh, underrated to begin with. I thought, you know, if yeah. you want to run all goblin lists, I think that's, that's actually not like not actually a bad choice. Yeah, no, I agree. But you couldn't do it without with a general, right? You'd still need like yeah. an orc general. Whereas now I think you can have an all goblin list, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that is interesting. They kind of just messed around a little bit with sort of like character points. Um, you know, like base costs got more expensive, but some of the upgrades got a little bit... Sorry, base costs got cheaper, but some of the upgrades got a little bit more expensive. Um, and if you really want a Shaman on a Wyvern, it's not going to cost you many points, but he's got no protection, right? So, um, yeah, so I think there are some... Uh, I think there's been some interesting changes. Oh, sorry, the other big change I want to talk about is 
boar riders in core have now got a max unit size of 20 which i think makes them the only cavalry unit that has a max unit size of more than 15. Um, whether or not that is enough to convince people to bring units of 20 that you know they make for excellent uh delivery sort of units for omen bearing lords right um uh, as well as then it's off on top of that then just like i say stuff just got cheaper right orcs base cheaper headbashers cheaper boar riders cheaper iron orcs cheaper mounted headbashers cheaper um i think I the goblins didn't the... really get cheaper yeah <laughs> i'm not sure if they could to be fair uh, I, I will say the changes to the giant and the uh gargantula mean you can run double gargantula and a giant with nets or club yeah i couldn't fit before yeah i i think yeah i think that's probably good spot um i feel like you have been able to do it in the past you know maybe a couple of updates ago yeah but they definitely got rid of it but yeah i think it's with it coming back you can definitely um make that change now um i think the for me it's you can still have the I think that the big change it makes there is that you can have now the character uh, on a gargantula, so a goblin king on a gargantula alongside another gargantula, and then you can have a tooled up giant. Um, what you still can't have, and I think what a lot of people are probably waiting for, is the character gargantula, another gargantula, and then a BSB um, rock, um, yeah, the BSB green idol. But you're not far away from doing that. I think you're only about 10, 15 points away, so... Uh, uh, how many points is the BSB upgrade on Idol? Uh, 80 points. Oh, right, okay, so it's like 375 plus 80. Yeah, so 455. Uh, how many points is the character Goblin? Like, uh, I want to say it used to be 440, but it was updated in the first, the beta update. Oh, no, no, sorry. It, it went up to 440. It used to be cheaper than that. So 510, 440, sorry, 500, 440, and 455, I think, is just outside the limit now. Uh, it's 45 points out. 45 points out. Yeah. And obviously, with what's it called coming up, I'm not sure we'll ever get to do that. And maybe that's why they've prevented us from doing it, right? But um, yeah. Yeah. I think there are. Yeah, I think there's definitely some interesting stuff you can do with uh, monsters. Like trolls have got cheaper again. Um, it doesn't quite make up for the troll bridge trolls getting more expensive. Uh, actually, it might overall. Uh, let's have a look. Base cost went down five points, and additional models went down five points. Troll upgrade, bridge troll upgrade went up two points. So for a unit of eight, that would be sixteen points more. Five plus another five. Uh, so you, yeah, so bridge trolls are still more expensive, but all other trolls are a little bit cheaper than they were in December. So, um, And I've, I think I've mentioned this on here before, and I've certainly mentioned it to you, Jack. I just think there is probably a Crown of Autocracy-style build where you have two two bubbles for your trolls. Um, maybe something I should try before the uh, before the uh, lab comes out for Orcs and Goblins. I was actually thinking about that. I'm not sure we get lab 
this year for Orcs and Goblins. Uh, unless they get a Wiggle uh, on, right? If we do, I think it'll be like Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Normally so get just... one like around summer and then one in like at the end of the year or start the yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. So might just miss out on an update. Anyway, yeah. So, um, so I think there's there's some interesting stuff there. I think the what I would say is the first balance patch seemed to give goblins quite a nice boost, um, and this balance patch has been more about orcs. Um, and so, uh, which I suppose is is fine, right? Like you sort of balance one, then balance the other. Uh, I will be interested to see. Um, or I look forward to seeing all goblin armies now, um, which I don't think has basically been possible for a very long time. So um, without going double crown, so yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, whoops. Uh, let's talk about empire. Okay. Um. Right. Let me just double check. Um. Nothing too crazy with the empire. Um, we had some like core point reductions for heavy infantry and and state militia. So those those big units of it's mainly a points reduction for the big units of heavy infantry, um, like twenty five to thirty five sort of points for the whole unit. Um, the big one was Imperial Guard Great Opens going down by a point. Um, so you're looking at like forty five points off of like a big big unit of those. Um, and then I still think they're better with shields, man. Do you know that? Really? Yeah, I just think stubborn with parry is just a pain in the fucking ass, right? It's it's good. Um, the problem the the problem you have, I think, with like comparing them to the great opens is like units strength six with battle focus and hatred. That's mm, mm. uh, just it, it. Like it is just one of the biggest blenders you can get. Like yep, fair. So yep, fair. um. Yeah, we had some base cost reductions to writers, artillery, and flagellants, and then uh, knights. Writers went up and then went down, didn't they? They kind of like back to where they were in December, I think. Yeah, yeah, they backed off of that one. Yeah. Um, and then knights of the sun griffin went down again. Which uh, where were they to start with? Yeah, they started at seventy-five points for additional models, then add down to fifty-nine. <laughs> uh, another base cost gun. You still won't take more than three. No, like, no one's gonna take them. Right? You will never do it as long as as long as you can't get supporting attacks with the mount. <laughs> then you will never do it. Um, I mean, you might run a unit of four, maybe. But so I mean, that gets cheaper by what fifteen, sixteen plus five, nineteen points. It's still not worth it to to run that unit. Um, personally, <laughs> so um, yeah, they either need full support attached to the mounts, or probably the one apartment they back one or the other to make them actually worth taking. Um. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, I mean, it's definitely a boost for the Empire, because mainly because of the core changes, I think. Yeah, you just get, you just get more bang for your buck, right? It's particularly above to the infantry heavy list, like the one yeah. I was running. Yeah. Um, I think this gives me like 100 points, almost, of points reduction in that list, um, mm -hmm. which is a lot. Uh, it's a lot, a lot. Uh, so, yeah, it's really... Uh, I think that's actually a really nice uh, set of changes for the Empire. Um, I think they were a bit underrated before. Um, and I think they're going to be even more so now, because not many people play them. And, um, yeah, even fewer people play them not as, like, a cavalry list. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I just don't. Uh, yeah, the cavalry list has been now nerfed many times, as well as uh, the infantry list buffed many times. So I definitely think the, the uh, infantry way, uh, heavy way is the way to go now for those guys. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. I think the like you said, the electoral cav unit got. Like I know they've taken points off it in the second update, but they just added a lot of points onto it in. Uh, yeah, I in think the first update. I right? think the you know, second so I... one was more like if you want to run a unit of five as a scoring dart. Yeah, it's fine. Then right? then you can take some points off, but if you yeah. want to use it as like a character bunker with like a, yeah, a, a exactly. like four characters in there, then they don't want that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Because realistically, that list is about sitting there with your one armor save not losing models and then trying to do some shooting and then like zoning with like a long range charge or something yeah um which is not like a very i don't know i don't think that's a very fun way to play um at least with the infantry list like okay you have heavy shooting but um because your charge range is shorter your opponent gets more room to play around you yeah yeah basically they can sit like 17 inches away right and yeah, you need yeah. you need twelves, and they can you know make a reasonable charge on on a nine or whatever, right, or a ten. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm glad like flagellants got cheaper. I like I like I like the idea of flagellants. Probably the, more the problem than, the problem you know, with flagellants, I think, is that um, they've got two problems. First one is the being unbreakable. Um, they're competing with the steam tank in that regard. Yeah. Um. And because the scene tank's random move, like that's not something they can ever compete with. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and, and the other, th and it's a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... uh, and the other thing is that uh, they don't have orders, they don't have um, parent support, and they don't interact mm. with the army in that way. Yeah. Other than prelate, right? Because you can stick a prelate in the flagellants. You can put a prelate in there. So, um, so I think you can like, if you want to run like a silly build where it's like ninety flagellants with. Um, prelates in them, you can do that, and you know, it might be okay. But um, I don't think that's a, a, actually a competitive build because flagellants, while they are very cool, they kind of just don't play with the rest of the army. Um, kind of like their own thing. There's not much like synergy there, which is yeah. a real shame. But um, yeah, I just don't think uh, like. Yeah, if you if you're gonna take like a big elite block, you would just take Imperial Guard, especially since they're so much cheaper. Yeah, that's fair. That's I think fair. they might be. I think Imperial Guard might be sub sub seven hundred points now for a full on unit. What's the maximum size of the unit? Uh, forty. Let me just double check. I'm just gonna. Uh, this is good content right here. Yeah. I'm just going to go to new recruit and create an army. <laughs> so, uh, save list. Okay, right. Uh, special Imperial Guard. 40. Yeah, 40 with full command great weapons is 705 points before the banner. Which is normally the household standard. So it's 750 for 40 Ooh. with great weapons. Yeah, no one's going to want to face that, right? Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good price point for that unit, to be honest. You could probably even do with thirty-five rather than forty, right? 
Yeah, yeah, you can cut a couple off. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's very nice, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically, I think, they kind of just push out the Fudgeons a little bit. Uh, okay, so... Uh, which one do you want to cover next? Uh, let's do Saurians, because I was obviously on them relatively recently. Um, I won't have good things to say. But what I will say is everything had come down in price. Yeah. Uh, so they already had a bunch of... Um, I think the only things that went up in price last time were um, the Cottle, one of his upgrades, and then base cost of the Stygisaur? No. The Mystic Traveller upgrade on the Stygisaur, but that was like a mage upgrade, right? So uh, basically, mage upgrades went up last time in line with everyone else. And then Grasp of the Immortal did. And everything else went down. And then you've had another half a page of things having come down. So the Cottle Lord come, has come down, so it went up. Went up, what, 35 points? Uh, 35, no, 25 points. It came down another 10 uh, came in Ancients, got cheaper again. Uh, the veterans on the Warlord, you know, like, basically everything's just cheaper, right? Oh, my God. Uh, I had like, no idea how hefty the points reductions were in the first update. Oh yeah, yeah, in the first God. update, it's crazy, right? In the first update, I think my my list that I took to tech was something like 150 points cheaper. Jesus. Uh, yeah, and then and then everything's just got cheaper again, right? And so, so I think there'll be some interesting stuff. So, like, uh, I think Temple Guard you'll see a lot more of now because they've taken uh, quite a significant amount of drops. I think there'll be some interesting stuff you'll see in Jungle Gorillas as well, uh, because they've got a lot cheaper. Uh, you know, so your Ramphodoms have got cheaper. Uh, obviously, all your poison skin clad shootings all got cheaper as well. Um, yeah, I think Temple Guards are probably going to be back because they've been. They've got cheaper and cheaper. So if you look, they are now starting units are 20 points cheaper from where they started in... Uh, is that right? Yeah, 20 points cheaper from where they started in December and additional models are two points cheaper. Um, so I think that's that'll be super interesting because for a while it felt like you didn't really see many Temple Guard around. You know, People generally didn't worry about the stubborn and they just took the... Uh, Units out of court to sort of act as cottle caddies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then also, like I say, the Ramfordong riders getting uh, cheaper again is super interesting. Although they've made a couple of, they've made a hilarious boo boo on the uh, patch update. They've got Ramfordong riders in there twice. They've got the additional models coming down from 50 to 49 points or 36 to 35. Depending on, depending on who you believe, uh, but it's definitely not 36 to 35. Uh, it's uh, 50 down to 49 points. Um, but again, I think those units at that price point, I think those units are quite good now as well. Yeah, uh, for I what? think. I think. 325 for a unit of five. I think for the Saurians, this one seems a bit like the Dwarves, where it's like a bit of a quality of life change for them. All right. Yeah. I mean. Um, like, you still got to play the same kinds of lists, right? Yeah, so, I don't think this one's going to change up too much, like your your list builds in general. Um, it's just that they're in a pretty bad place, so all they all they can really do is just take loads of points off stuff. Yeah, um, and you know, and it, and it kind of matters less here as well than it does with dwarves because they know that they're going to have a book out 
you know, probably around summertime. Yeah. You know, so it does. So you know, they can just you know, it almost doesn't matter if they make some mistakes in the points that they take off, right? So just slash and burn, and then you know, it, everything changes come uh, come the summer anyway. So. Yeah. Um, so uh, there were, I guess, vampires in extreme. Yeah. So uh, considerable changes in the second one. Um, almost as much as in the first balance change, actually. Um, so let me just bring up because they've changed. They they've done a different layout for this one compared to the other books. So. Um, uh, so Vonkansen is free now. Um, so free. Oh really? You know, that used to be my favorite vampiric bloodline when I play vampires for, like, one tournament. Yeah. Uh, um, all, yeah. Of the, all of the characters have come down. Um, the uh, core, all the starting base costs for cores come down, um, as well as the uh, additional models for swarms, uh, which is all great. Uh, Barrowguard have gone down again. Uh, base cost and additional models. Additional models is the really the key one here. Um, if I just bring up the original, um, so they did put the base cost up to one seven five in the previous From... update, one sixty. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then they brought it back down to one six five. Yeah. Uh, they also undid the additional models change because they had put them up to twenty one from twenty. They've undone that. Yeah. So basically, it's a five-point increase over since December, effectively. Yeah, um, but in the last update, they reduced the cost of halberds and great weapons um, by one point and two points, respectively. Oh, um, nice. So actually, the cost of Barrowguard has come way down. Yeah. Um, just I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here. Barrowguard in a really weird position where they compete directly with Ghasts of all things, um, mm -hmm. because you need. When you when you're building a list and you're looking to create like when you need like a large unit um to be part of your battle line that's going to be like a bit of a fighter um your two options are pretty much um in terms of like you you got ghouls um you've got uh Barragard, you've got ghasts and I guess you might have skeletons if you buff them up with Lamia as well um there's like the four like main like large battle line units that you're likely yeah. to take yeah. um. So uh, obviously two of those are in core, so they don't count. So you just yeah. kind of have Barragard competing with Ghasts. And the problem with Barragard is, okay, you get more of them. Uh, like I'm thinking of like a 40-man unit. Um, but they're standard size, they can be stomped. Um, they, uh, they're more expensive by a considerable amount. Um, Ghasts are now 600 points, because they had a points decrease in this one as well. Yeah. Um, so there's 600 points for eight with the champion. Whereas Barragard, 40 with shields, which are the only free upgrade. Um, and the banner, the special banner that gives them plus one to hit, is like four, 750 or something. Um, and then you've also got to buy a character to put in there to make them um, bodyguard. So that unit ends up being like quite a bit more expensive. And instead of getting po like uh, strength four poison with innate rerolls to hit, you get um, strength four lethal strike with a plus one to hit. So it's kind of a wash. So you're just kind of throwing up like, do you want four regen or do you want six up regen? And like, because I mean, you're, you're basically going to take a cadaver wagon. Well, I do anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they end up being in a really weird position where they've got to directly compete. Um, I'm just going to double check how much a unit with 
um, uh, great weapons and halberds cost. Because obviously that will have come down again as well. points for 40 with great weapons on the banner whereas um, eight ghasts is 600 points with a champion yeah um i think if you're going go i think shields is like the better comparison there's 785 for the shield version um still nearly 200 points more right yeah exactly um which i think is the the main issue that they have is that they're directly competing um the only thing i could say to like help that change is Maybe just give them the five up regen from the cadaver wagon, uh, like core units do. You get um, core units get five up regen in the first round yeah, for the cadaver well, wagon, rather than six up. Yeah, if, yeah, I think that's probably a decent shout. If they had that, just, I think yeah, that would make. You could change it to just infantry, couldn't you? Right. Yeah. You could change it to like all infantry get a five up regen because they're they're the only unit outside of core which. All sorry, you could change it to standard size infantry. Get that. And that would only be a change for them because I think they're the only standard size infantry outside of core that doesn't have yeah. that wouldn't benefit, right? Uh, because the, like I know you've got like um, what's it called wraiths and stuff, but they've got a better save anyway, so they wouldn't at, need it, right? At the moment, it's all standard size rank and file, um, and then all core units get the plus one, and then gas have a special exception where they get a plus one. Yeah. Um. So I'll probably say just. In, I would say just include the Barrow Guard and give them a special exception as well because um, I don't want to take it away from Vampire Knights and Barrow Knights um, but yeah other than that yeah um, so. yeah um, I think there's some interesting stuff here as well in sort of like I haven't got the previous set of lists so point changes I don't know if they went up but like I like that there's been reductions in um, in Swift Death uh, I know you're not a massive fan of the Varkalak, but I think like at three two five he starts becoming super interesting, man. Uh, so the previous changes were the uh, Shrieking Horror going up ten, the base cost of Wing Reapers going down by twenty, and uh, the additional models going up by ten. Vampire Spawn went down by fifteen for the first couple, and then up for each additional by five. Um, so their base. So let's have a look here. Vampire yeah, Knights so. came down. Vampire Knights are actually a really, really good point, price point now. Yeah, I know. Um, obscene, right? I think it's like 450-ish um, for 5 with Command, uh, which is a very competitive price point. Um, so, yeah, that's really good. Um, Winged Reapers. Uh, I mean, yeah, like... I mean, I'll talk about KOE a little bit later on, but for 5 Vampire Knights... For 440 points with full command is very, very good. Right? Yeah. That's 10 wounds, strength 5, 2 up armor. Uh, yeah. 2 attacks each. Yeah. Strength 7 on the charge. Like, there is nothing. Like, as good as the KOE book is, there is nothing that competes with that in terms of knights, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That is very, very, very good. Like, I think taking six with a um, movement banner is something like 
570. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think they're they're a really, really good price. I think they're definitely the best thing in Swift F by a considerable yeah. amount. Well, they just, like I say, they just compete with other... Um, they're just by far the best knights in the game, right? Um, I don't think there's, I don't think anything competes with them. I think at this point, yeah, for the the price that you pay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they've always been there or thereabouts anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, as someone who played Kiwi for a long time, um, the argument was always are Grail knights better or are Vampire knights better, and they and they were pretty close, you know, um, because obviously Grail knights had a whole bunch of additional rules and a five plus save all the time, and you know, um, but. I think now I don't think there's any there's any real doubt that vampire knights are the best knights in the game, um, and like you say, for 521 points for a unit of six or so 12 wounds is is exceptional. And if you wanted to go for brotherhood, give them a one up armor save and plus one attack on a charge. How many points is that? 25 per model. I don't think that's worth it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, because that's um, what an extra. 150 points, right? So that goes to 670 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Winged Reapers still aren't cheap enough to have two by eight, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> like, sorry, two by four. Um, I think the problem is that unit relies on um, like critical mass of wounds, um, but they can't get it. So because they're just yeah. a five-up armor and that's it. Um, yeah, they need uh they need, they need to like have six models per unit, or um, or we can have two times four, because yeah. Until then, I just don't, I just don't rate them at all. Uh, they're too expensive for a unit that dies too easily. Um, the Varkalak price change is interesting because it means you can take three Varkalaks of the dragon now. Um, well, that is interesting. Oh, yeah, I know, I know you're not a massive fan of the Varkalaks. Yeah, I think um, the meta is just wrong for them, like with pyro changes as well. It's just not quite right. Um, but I do find, yeah, I do find them. I just find them for an army that struggles to get round people's flanks with stuff that you can kind of like. Three hundred twenty-five points isn't a huge amount of points, you know. Like you could cause people a lot, a, a lot of. Um, in-game stress by throwing a Varkalax up up one flank, right? And um, and if and if it dies, it isn't a huge. It's not going to have a massive impact on your um, on the way you plan your battle. But you will have changed the makeup of the matchup. Early doors allowing you to do other stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I think yeah, they, they probably the... die a little bit too easy to like magic, right? I think a lot of the other vampire stuff isn't quick enough to capitalize on the sort of that sort of thing. Yeah, that's the main issue. Yeah, um, or or, so, or more, more importantly, doesn't want to, right? Because it means it has to start. It's impossible for it to get out. Gets out. Blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Um, suffering point changes again are irrelevant. The unit doesn't. That category doesn't change anything. I think the strength and weaknesses of that um, section remain the same. Um, we need to sign a petition for two plus ward against mundane. Um, <laughs> so basically, I think where vampires are now, um, I think this sort of these changes sort of push them to the point where, so you know, um, your battle line, your sort of like a couple of units that you buy, um, like, like it's, vampires are the only aren't the only army that does this. A couple of other armies do this as well. When you buy like a couple of large units and that forms your main line, and then you have like mm. flanker stuff, 
Yeah, um, orcs and goblins are massively like that, right? So yeah, um, I think that battle line has got to the point now where it's cheap enough that and it's like solid enough, um, and then that it, it frees up enough points for you to take flanking stuff because that was always the problem, right? Your battle line was okay, but your flanking stuff was quite weak. Um, with the, was the problem I had with vampires a lot of time, but now that yeah. battle line is sort of appropriately costed, I think. Um, I don't think stuff like core or um, ghasts or barragard, well, maybe barragard, uh, but ghasts don't need to go down in points anymore at all. Um, and then stuff like uh, your, your flanking units, your vampire spawn, your barcalax, your vampire knights, um, the dragon lord, even, I think. Um, I think there's enough points there for you to get enough stuff yeah that you don't basically you've got you can afford now both right whereas before you had to make a choice between do i want a solid battle line or do i want dangerous flanking stuff yeah now you're in a position where you're like i can have a solid battle line and i can have dangerous flanking stuff right yeah because right. the problem you would have is that you'd have to like if you wanted to have enough flanking units you want to like drop a raise or something yeah yeah um, and, that, and that really gimps you but now you can have like i've got a list where like a big unit of gas, big unit of ghouls, uh, and then another core unit, another big core unit, um, all propped up by a cadaver wagon. And then you can have like two units of five knights with movement banners and yeah. a dragon lord, like a 1200 yeah. point dragon lord. And yeah, uh, yeah. you got like three three flanking mate, units as well. Mate, don't, really... don't take 1200 point dragon lords, man. You know what's going to happen. He's going to get hit by a cannon, right? Hit no, by that a cannon. That could never happen. Five wounds, right? <laughs> it didn't get hit by a cannon, it got hit by a a mouse rifle totally different um yeah the one thing that can actually kill him with one shot right yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah i think i'm actually really happy with, with vampires are come out of this update um i think i've got a really a really really good set of changes um and i think they're nearly there i think pretty much the only units that are not doing very well are the barrier guard i think they're just in a weird spot. Um, yeah. And... They suffer from... There's a few units, like a few elite units like this, where they it's really hard to get them right because if you go too cheap, they are insanely good, right? Being able to... Like having a unit that is 40 strong, which has got great weapons, which you can... More importantly, you can just raise and you can raise a lot of them. Um, it's difficult to sort of to get that right without making them, I suppose, the core of every single army, right? So there's kind of sacrifices that have to be made in order for you to take them. Uh, and, and inevitably, those points, those are points sacrifices, right? Yeah. Uh, and like I say, I think there are a few, and there's fewer now because obviously, you know, the slim army books, lots of people are sort of, points are coming down, 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 down. But there's, it's happening with fewer uh, things, but but I do I can see that problem. Like I, I think again, just going back to orcs and goblins, I think there's always been that kind of issue with iron orcs, right? They're kind of like you know a full iron orc unit yeah. is like 750 points, right? You know, but it's got yeah it's got three up armor, but dies to anything and monsters, right? Monsters come in, yeah, you've got all of these strength six attacks, but they just die to stomps. You know, if you don't hit well or whatever, it just all goes horribly wrong, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they they know that they can't make them too cheap because otherwise they'll just be in every single list because because they're stubborn, right? Because they're not going to go anywhere, because they've got three-up armor, because they are weapon skill five, because they can have basically pick and choose their weapons, 
Like it's they're just in that position where they're they're potentially too elite in order to make them so cheap that you see them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think Barragard's problem is they're just uh, they just die too fast because um, Whipper Skill three are just five Obama. Yeah, they just die too quickly. Even if it was just um, like shields came like base. And then you could buy how would a great open? That would make so much of a difference for him. Yeah, I think that I think that's probably fair. I think because uh, so, uh, so, you'd still be talking a seven hundred point unit, right? Like even without paying extras for shields. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like it's yes, I guess a nine hundred points for the great open unit. Um. So, yeah. Uh. And then the suffering is also suffering. Um, like the double wraith Lamia build is great, um, but it has like a lot of crappy matchups, and I don't think, I think the biggest problem with the suffering is that it doesn't fulfill the sort of fantasy that you want from a sort of ghost unit. You know what I mean? They just yeah. it just feels really lame to lose like three of them to ten bow shots. You know what I mean? Because you can't really get them back that way, that easily. Yeah, I kind of feel that. I know you've got a couple of like suffering characters, right? But they don't really have any synergies with the suffering yeah. units. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I feel that's that's probably where the fix needs to come. Um, I don't really know how you do it. I don't know if you know um, if the suffering characters have a, a like a special raise or they, you know, they allow it to make a slight, I don't, I don't know, you know, they the make them slightly better if they're in the, you know, something There just isn't any synergy with it, right? You know, so you see lists with Banshees, right? And like, you know, triple Banshees quite popular, you know, five They're never in units. the wraiths, right? They're never in the wraiths, right? That, that's exactly it, right? You see, you see fell wraiths um, on occasion and you see them on, you know, like on mounts, but again, you never see them with Spectral Hunters, right? So, um, yeah, there just isn't the synergy there between the characters and the suffering. And that for me was always... Where I struggled, um, where I struggled with uh, the suffering is just that you're right. They kind of sit separate to, to almost to the whole army, right? Yeah. And you can go hard and you know do the double movement stuff, um, but you make a lot of sacrifices, I think, for, to the rest of your army if you sort of go down that route. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, in general very happy um so does this mean we'll be seeing you playing vampires for the foreseeable future yeah um i i'm not back gonna to, touch the dwarves to your while. first love i'm trying i think I'm, I'm actually trying to sell the dwarves at the minute um, all right there you if you don't want a dwarf army hit me up um but, uh, <laughs> might be waiting a while mate <laughs> yeah well i've got someone who's a maybe um yeah. but uh yeah i had to drop out of etc and pretty much all events for the rest of the year for various reasons mm. so uh it's just gonna be online events for me and ub and stuff um for a little while uh so yeah uh but i'm happy to be playing an army that i think is for the most part pretty good like points wise i think Excellent. as far as lab goes i think they've they've done probably better than most of the other armies yeah no i, th I think you're probably right they're in a nice place right yeah. like and if you're happy they, with that, like ultimately it's just it's play and see, right? You know, I'm sure. Yeah. In. Don't get me wrong. They didn't get a uh, Sylvan Elf good, um, 
but they got <laughs> they got good. Yeah. They got good. Yeah. So cool. Uh, right. Uh, what do we have left? Uh, let's see. What else do I have open? Oh, let's give Warriors a very cursory chat about. Uh, yeah. Sure. Not a huge amount of changes. Ten changes in total. Uh, I'll just quickly talk through them. Sorcerer got cheaper. I think all basic mages got cheaper anyway. Veilwalker got cheaper. Uh, Warriors Great Weapons got a lot cheaper. Warriors Halberds got a lot cheaper. Pride got cheaper. Envy got cheaper. All stuff that you didn't see on Warriors got cheaper. Yeah. Uh, Chosen Knights got more expensive. Uh, but then on regular Chosen, all their weapon upgrades got cheaper, right? Ped weapons are now free. Something Great I... Weapons, three points and Halberds are seven points. Something I heard was that... Um... Well, the project has like a lot of information on units that are taken. They don't get a lot of stats on like weapon options and other options that are in the books. Mm -hmm. um, so stuff like halberds, which are priced very highly, and you never see them. I think it was something like uh, like warriors with halberds you saw in like like less than five percent of lists over the entire year. But they're still like the most expensive option. But they didn't change in price, so they've reduced that like quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think that's good. I think um, yeah, the weapon options you don't normally see on the warriors is good to change. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything that moves us away from three times ten lust warriors is good, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, I still don't think lust upgrade is expensive enough on warriors. How many like, points is it? It's six points per model, which is on top of a twenty-point model. I still think the I still think the fact that like sloth, wrath, and greed are more expensive is. It needs to be right? like how many points is it for a unit of ten with it? Uh, two thirty plus what sixty, so that's two ninety before command. Uh, and then right. we'd be so, say, so you'd say you'd give him a musician, right? So that's three hundred points with a musician. Yeah, that's the problem, right? Is that you take three of them and it fills core. Yeah, 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 oh, 100 percent, right? It needs to be like, um. Like even twenty five, even even seven points would do right. <laughs> yeah, because seven, yeah. seven points. Well, I suppose seven points, no musician, right? They would, you'd still be able to fill it with no musician. I think if you were like ten points over in core or twenty points over in core, you wouldn't care. I think you've got to make it like fifty or seventy five points over uh, in core. Okay, yeah, maybe. Before you're like, okay, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's like... I still think I still think it's too cheap an upgrade, right? I feel like it should be. It's probably should be the most expensive upgrade or should be the second most expensive upgrade. The fact that it's like middle of the road, fourth out of seven. Yeah, know, I like... think if you made Lust eight points a model. Yeah, I, make, I think that's probably right. right? That would make the unit 320 with a musician. And at that point, I think you have to be like, well, I'm going over court like quite a lot to get this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah interesting. Uh, but yeah, like... I still think you know it's going to be a reasonably strong book they obviously got hit quite hard in the first set of changes um with lots of more points uh increases uh i don't think it'll massively change the lists that we see um i seem to feel like their chosen knights got cheaper and now they've got more expensive again but i think they're still probably cheaper than they were at, in december um certainly for the starting unit so yeah I've just noticed 10 chosen with gluttony and paired weapons and full command is 590 
Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It is. There's still just infantry, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're offensive seven, ignore parry infantry. Yeah. They get plus one strength each. and they win combat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, they're decent, right? Um, I just yeah. think that there is there's better things in that book. In fact, you know what? The shield, sword and board are better because you get your spike shield and then as soon as Gluttony procs, you got strength five spike shield. <laughs> so that's probably even better. No, no, I think spike shield's always strength four. It's not. It's not. Is it? I thought it was strength. the. I thought, I thought characters got better. Let's have a look. Spike shield. Uh... Oh yeah, with its strength and armor penetration. Yeah, so strength yeah. five, AP one. Yeah, yeah, I. I still think like. I know they're just looking up their points. Here we go. I know it's expensive, but like Wrath Chosen is just with a great weapon. It's just so, so disgustingly delicious. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I still, I still don't think we'll see anything other than like either single models or Feldrax in special. Um, three units of warriors with lost in core. And then characters to taste, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think. Prove mark... us wrong, Warriors players. Prove us wrong. I think the marks. Bring more Hellmores. Yeah, I think the marks for most of the other stuff in special are just too high. Highly costed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I that's, that's the main issue with a lot of it. Yeah, I think that's true. And Wretched yeah. Ones being so. So good as uh, put some down a little, I think, as well. I think what you mean, well, I think what you mean to say is upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, is that everything you want to talk about? Or did you want to talk a bit about KOE? Yeah, I thought I'd talk about KOE. Um, so they've had a second points update. Uh, and there's been some. A couple of redesigns as well? Yeah, a couple of redesigns. Um, like the crazy. Killy Lord has gone, um, which obviously makes some people sad. Um, I'm glad I took him. Uh, I never took the Killer Dupe in the old book, so I'm glad I took uh, took him this time, knowing that he was going to go as well. Uh, I think the it's super interesting having sort of like chats on the forum about this as well, just seeing what sort of like the the ideas are. Like the feudal knights um, in core are now just disgustingly cheap, right? So, you know, base cost 250, additional knights 30. So for a unit of 12, you know, you're talking what, with command and, and banners, you're talking less than 600 points, which is really good for like two up armor, strength six on the charge, movement eight, uh, advanced 16 of models, right? They're, they work as a quite a good bunker. Yeah. Um, they've made some changes to. Like there was lots of knight units in uh, in special. They've removed one of them and made it as an upgrade for the feudal knights. Although I really like that one, yeah. Yeah, but once once it's upgraded, they um they count in special. Yeah. Uh, which made some people very unhappy. <laughs> uh, we well, got a stubborn unit in court. You'd never not take it. Hundred percent. That's exactly what I said. Like someone actually <laughs> said, "Why can't you have a stubborn unit in court?" I was like, "Are you mad?" Yeah, like, you take it, it would be in every, every single time. list, right? Yeah. 
be no reason not uh, to take it. Yeah. Uh, and then they sort of tweaked around. I was massively surprised there was no changes to the Peg Knights. Like, no not... one's playing them. No one's playing them, man. <laughs> that is also not true, Jack. <laughs> Everyone is playing them, right? Everyone's got at least one unit off them. Um, yeah, so, so fair, I thought that was two, interesting. The TKOE games I've played have not included. Have they not included them? Oh, man, they're mad, right? They are 500 points for a unit of five with a champion is like, it's just cash money. I mean, I think my problem with it is that like eight, eight questing knights, nine resplendents, five peg knights. They're all about 500 points, um, which I find it means that sort of interchanging them is, is quite easy. Um, but I don't, there isn't a huge amount of difference between them. Uh, you know, they've all come obviously with slight tweaks and slight, slightly different things, which, uh, are beneficial. Uh, but I don't think like in terms of points and output that they all put, it's, it's kind of roughly the same. Um, yeah. So what I'm currently interested in is hedge knights. Uh, they've got a lot cheaper, I'll, and they've had a few rules changes. Yeah. Now, for a unit of six, for 250 points, they get, you know, Dev Charge, Battle Focus, Dev Charge, uh, Hatred, and Dev Charge, something else. Frenzy. Frenzy, right? Um, well, I know some people are upset because they used to have Dev Charge Extra Agility, which they loved. Um, and they've lost their paired weapons, which I find... I do find it a little upsetting. I think like pet going to two attacks each rather than paired weapons is uh, is a I think it's a little bit of a downgrade because they they basically had a three up armor anyway, and then they had paired weapons, so that means they ignore parry, right? Um, I mean, yes, yeah, so it's a flat nerf, right? Because they yeah. don't have yeah they, they they don't have a shield option, so yeah, and just, they, yeah, they just lose the parry and additional offensive skill. Exactly right. Um, but they gained hatred, so yeah, they gained hatred out, you know, and battle focus, which is great, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, uh, then a couple of other changes like there's been some changes to the green knight, there's now three options, and he got a little bit cheaper. Um, I was underwhelmed in my first game with the, I've taken a couple of the yeah, options. Same, I, I played against uh, the Fey Knight and the Ladies Court, you know, and I've been kind of unimpressed with each, yeah, um, so. I actually think in my game I couldn't play against um, Josh. I think they would have had been better. Like strength four breath attack is that can ambush is good against Sylvan Elves. Yeah. Um, come on, come on, breathe on something and then just die, right? Unless you make your five ups. So um, I still think like they where they struggle is that uh, a three up armor. Like I know it's a three up five up, but three up armor is I think still a problem for a single model that can ambush in that way because he comes up behind people and like it's a three up armor with res four and four wounds right um i think i think it's that combination that's the problem like something needs to change either it needs another hit point or it needs other i wouldn't give another point of res but like i think a two up armor with four hit points is probably fine like with an appropriate points increase right um the ladies courtier got a lot cheaper and got a four up aegis like that i really like five hit points res five Four up ages and a two up armor is nice. Um, uh, which one is this? Sorry, 
this is the ladies courtier um, which is the one that can be the uh, wizard adept or have like what seven seven strength five attacks um, uh, and fly he's not got two up armor is he no no he's, he's uh sorry he's armor two oh, okay and he's got uh aegis four plus uh so i think that's probably in a better place i think again with the extra hit point extra res and the four up aegis um for 400 points it's probably quite decent uh still not sure you'll see huge amounts of them still it's kind of like a it's kind of like a big bark like yeah yeah um, so, yeah. With more attacks, right? Yeah, slightly better uh, in combat. But... Um, more attacks, but no, no battle focus or hatred. Do, do the Vikings have battle focus? They just have hatred. No, they just have hatred. Yeah, no hatred. Yeah, so more attacks, no hatred. Um, yeah, so so that's interesting. Uh, what was the other big change that they made? I think uh, I think the big change, looking at it here, um, I think the two biggest changes in the book, in terms of like if you're playing against it or you're building your list is the first one is the prayer etched so it's been redesigned to give plus one armor and aegis it used to be yeah what was that one before was that plus one armor or plus two armor? it was plus it was plus one armor and you can re-roll your armor save right okay and then you could still have an aegis afterwards but it was kept off five plus right okay so plus one armor plus one aegis i think that changes the way you, you do your character builds quite a lot but the big yeah. one I so think... just on that I, oh, because ahead. of the way that the i don't think you saw that a huge amount. Um, the armor one. Yeah, so you used to in the old book. In the new book, because the lords tended to have, um, I've got a, had a cap of 150 points, and it was 100 points for reroll armor with a right. ward save afterwards. You didn't see it a huge amount in the, in the new book, but they just didn't like the reroll armor mechanic, even though it's bit, that's an item that's been around, well, I mean, since since the game that we shall not name. Um, I think that they've just considered the, the powers that be have considered like reroll armor and ward save problematic, and so they're just looking for an excuse to get rid of it. Yeah, like three layers of save. Yeah, I mean like five up, five up, five up, mate. Plenty of people yeah. will tell you that's something you like. You make a ridiculous amount of those saves, right? So. Yeah, I think the big one is divine judgment, right? That's got to yeah. be the biggest change in the book, easily. <sighs> so. From a character build perspective, yes, but actually, it's it's not in terms of monster killing. It's not like it, it clearly there was a huge difference when you're fighting against uh, like large infantry, right, or anything large. But in terms of monster killing, it, I kind of did the math, and you kind of end up in a similar sort of place. You obviously take, you know, you don't take honor, so for the extra plus two attacks, but you take valor, so you get uh, multiple wounds two against fear, right? So strength eight means that you're wounding most things on twos rather than wounding them on fours, like you did with uh, Define Judgment. So I think like you, you did get a little bit of crying about that on the forums, but I think when you actually look at the math behind it, you could still make a very, very good lord who just kills monsters on the charge right i think the biggest big problem with it was that you could take the weapon for d3 wounds and then combine it with honor um yeah 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 100 yeah. percent. right so on, yeah either or i think a peg which makes you move in 10 fly or yeah. 
a unicorn, which is uh, movement nine. Yeah, so movement, movement ten. Yeah, so was it movement ten? Uh... Yeah. Okay. I was looking at face deed. That's why. Um, so you could be ridiculous. Oh no, red unicorn. Oh, movement nine. Yeah, movement nine. Yeah, which is ludicrously fast. Like your your zoning there is ridiculous. Um, and it's pretty much an instant kill for any monster that you charge with, like because you have like seven attacks. Um, but I honestly think like a sainted guy with new divine judgment and uh, valor is instant killing any monster. Right? Yes, you're right, but it's not movement 11 or 12 yeah yeah, yeah. which i think yeah. is the key um yeah, yeah. just i think just reducing that that threat range i think is the main one because like me for example me playing the the dragon list right i can't i cannot take that charge i and i've got to stay so far away because yeah. um, movement 12 you gotta stay what 24 inches away before he can get <laughs> hit like that means you can't hit him in return like with any spells pretty much yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, and like, so, and so, so like it had to go, but in like practical terms, like I said, it's not. Yeah. I, I personally, I think so. I'll tell you what I think the biggest change in the book is, and which should hopefully see some different builds, is the change to the sacred reliquary, where it, you lose fearless, and the unit basically is a mini B, mini BSB, so the unit's discipline tests are subject to minimize roll. Uh, I think that is that should change um, what you you should see some men at arms builds now because yeah. I think like having a big unit of men at arms which is fearless is isn't actually great um, because there, there definitely are times when you just want to flee right um, but now without having it is fearless uh, I think it is quite. I think that is interesting. It means that you, they can operate outside the bubble as well, which is quite, um, yeah, which is quite good for them because you can imagine like that's that's a unit that you can stick on a flank and just doesn't care, right? Especially if you so. turn it into knights for lawn, right? It's like you know, fine, come into me. Doesn't count as charging for the purpose of devastating charge. You know, we're not going anywhere. We've got a shit ton of attacks coming back at you. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, so so I think I think that's a big change in terms of the types of lists that you you will see. Because I think like divine judgment change, I still expect you to see peg lords. They'll just have a slightly different build. Yeah, I get, I get, yeah, I totally. I, I think you'll still see them. I think playing into it though, I think it's not uh, like because he before he could just run into a character like it didn't cause fear, and he could just like yeah, just yeah obliterate yeah. them without yeah trying like well, against like, monsters and stuff. Against, like, okay, against sure. characters and monstrous infantry or large infantry um, or anything large actually which doesn't cause fear, like there is definitely a significant difference. Yeah. Uh, I think... If which you... means that he, you have to... He becomes far more specialised, right? He becomes a... He is a fear... Which I like. ...fear yeah. character or a monster killer. But he's not, like, you know... If you, not if you're playing ogres, he's just going to kill everything in your army, right? So... Yeah. Having to use your knightly principle to get the multiple wounds, I think, is fair. I, I, I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the Divine Judge judgment weapon is like uh i think that's totally fine no like i think the way it was before just small points d3 against everything especially with the ability to get gain extra attacks and movement was just yeah. it, it just it warped every matchup like so much if you took it 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, mate. It was a lot of fun to play, right? But, yeah, um, but sure. even anyone, anyone who was playing it could tell that it was broken, right? Um, yeah. So I, I think some, glad that's changed. Yeah. So I think other other interesting changes that um, we've seen, like, I think the Oriflam now at 55 points becomes almost auto-include. Like, it's just... Yeah. This is a banner that used to cost 80 points. It's now 55. Yeah, I mean, you won't, you'll uh, never see me saying anything bad about the Oriflam because... Yeah, because you play vampires and you don't care, right? So. Uh, well, I was about to say, um, I very highly rate leadership and discipline shenanigans. I know a lot of other yeah. people don't, but um, yeah. I still rate it quite highly. So. Yeah, so that, I think that's quite good. Um, something else that I think they changed the number of face steeds. Uh, so you, you there used to be zero two, but you could still take fey knights. But now every fey knight you take, you lose a. So you used to be yeah, able to yeah. effectively have four face steeds, right? Yeah. Um, but because they gave the breath weapon to the character face steeds, they were like, you should not be able to field four breath weapons as a KOE army, right? So they removed they moved the breath weapon option. Um but yeah, so uh I think like again I think the book's I think the book's still in a good place. Um I think it's like clearly, um, I think it's sort of sorry, dread dread elf level, not not Inferno Dwarf slash demon level. Yeah, but I also think to... it's still early in the evolution of it, right? So I think we will yeah. see more changes. There's gonna be more uh rewrites of certain either units or certain rules um i guess you know. I, I mean just in kind i mean in terms of like general design like philosophies and reception i think it's it's like more similar to the Rudolf book than it is the yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the yeah, other books 100 percent, right so i but, think it's I, mean, I think it's just the good end is what i mean yeah uh, but i think the, the interesting thing is, is that the like the project is clearly learning in terms of like understanding where the algorithm is learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. So um, anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, like I say, I'm relatively relatively happy with changes that made. There are a few things I'd have done differently. Um, I talked about some of them on the forum um, in the KOE Alpha forum. I put a whole bunch of changes that I would have sort of made, which they haven't all followed. Some of them they have. Um, yeah, I mean, the archers are still there, and they're still... You'll be disappointed to know. I think they actually... Did they get cheaper, though? They got slightly more expensive oh, for extra models, uh, I think. Just to, last, just, just to keep you happy. In the last hour, a new version of the Vermiswan book's come out. Oh, has it? Yeah, oh, I'm just going to have a quick gander of the change log, see if there's yeah. anything crazy. Uh... Um, so Doomspark devices went up by 55 points which is needed <laughs> alright yeah yeah that um, is needed the Black veterans Fur went up by 2 points a model that is, is that is huge yeah uh, I think that's probably needed as well uh, breading games increased to 25% from 20 I guess yep um, and then what have we got here uh Greater Eagle Standard plus one to okay, so you don't get um, an, yeah your your additional plus one combat resolution doesn't stack from your Eagle Standard banners. Um, Banner of the Storm last storm reworked. I think that's the last one that's impactful. 
Let's have a look. Uh, range of text distributed onto standard hydrantic file models, suffer a minus one to wound, cannot be taken by core. Uh, one use only may be activated at the start of any player turn. Range attacks distributed onto standard rank of file models in other units within eight inches of the bearer's unit suffer minus one to move until the end of the player turn. Okay, Afterwards, so the banner enchantment is endured for the rest of the game. So minus one to wound on your unit, and then you can yep. buff that to all units within eight. But then it stops working after that for everyone. 25 points auto-include. That is auto-include, right? That's auto-include that for 25 that, points. That's, that's fucking obscene. That's so good, what the fuck? I guess you are increasing um, res 2 units to res 3. Which is yeah, crazy. but still, right? But you know what I'm thinking? For, 20, for 25 points. I'm thinking it goes on a BSB in a unit of um, monks. Blackford. Oh, monks. Because uh, then they're effectively res 4. Yeah. Let's have a look. And monks, people sleep on monks, man. Those monks are so yeah, good. Yeah. Bro good. Plague Brotherhood. Plague Disciples, sorry. They are yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what you meant, mate. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, that is good. Yeah, interesting. Okay. But for 25, like, things like that, which are 25 points, like, you could always find it. Like, there's something in the KOE book, the Sacred Chalice, right? You get MR1, and every time someone targets you with a spell, you get a Veil Token. And that includes like attribute spells. Yeah, right. Twenty-five points. I'm taking that every single time. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh... But I don't think there's anything crazy else that's changed in there. So I think it's just minor changes for the book. And this tide has changed. Uh, one less P6, so it's no longer. Was it used to be three D6 if you moved into it? Uh, no, it used to be two, so an additional 2d6 here. So it was 3d6. So it used to be 5d6 if you moved into it. It's now 4d6 if you move into it. Yeah. I think that's probably the wrong way around, right? I would probably have it 2d6 and 2d6 rather than 3 and 1. Yeah, I guess what they just don't want people like sticking it in front of something and using it like. Um, it's kind of like using it as. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Break the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Like that's I mean, kind of idea. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but like the alternative is people just use it as a magic missile, right? Yeah. Like I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure which one's best. I I'd almost rather it be used as a, like from a fluff perspective, almost better to be used as break the spirit, where you just throw, you th you know, basically you summon rats in front of a unit, so that makes them really slippery for them to run through, right? And they're going to take a bunch of little attacks. If they go through it, right, rather than it being being used as a missile. Yeah. I think five d six was a lot of hits, though. It was a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I think I personally think two d six and two d six. So two d six standard, and then that goes up to four d six if you go through it. Is probably the way I'd have done it. I still don't like that you can sh basically fire it at someone in combat, and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't get randomized between the two units. You know, I think that's bullshit personally. But. Um... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, well, so minor changes there. I think that's everything that uh, we want to talk about, right? So I thought there was just one last thing, and I know we've oh, been chatting for a while. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the uh, sort of UK Ninth Age community guys put out like the sort of like the rules for this season's uh, tournaments, if you like. 
and I how know, I did not see that. So yeah, so there's a so as well as the standard tournament scoring, they've just clarified some bits and pieces around that. They've also said that um, one online UB slash Warhol tournament will count towards Masters points, and w- one team tournament will do so as well. Yeah. Um, and so I think like I think that's I think that's really progressive and interesting choices made there because like UB tournaments are, should be here to stay. I'm not saying they should be the norm, and they clearly you know tabletop tournaments should always take be the most important. I think saying that people are allowed to include one online tournament in their um, in their master scores is, yeah. I think, is a good thing. Um, I have different feelings on the team tournaments, but but fine, right? You know, like why not? Yeah, keep everyone happy. Uh, I guess um, I have one less um, tip for people listening. Um, so the background compendium came out, which I know background. Oh, yeah, that's a good show. It's not normally something that we talk about, but. Uh, what's really interesting is um, it gives a lot of hints um, and potential like semi-spoilers for what your lab will look like. <laughs> so, for example, uh, vampires get a bloodline dropped. Uh, the Nosferatu bloodline has disappeared. Um, it's not in the background with all the other bloodlines. Um, and there's also like mention of uh, like liches, like like some kind of like uh, skeleton wizard situation, like. Dungeons and Dragons lich slash like Kelty Zad World of Warcraft mm. lich some, some yeah, sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, I've not had a look through any of the other races in it yet, but um, I imagine something similar for orcs and goblins and um, Soaring Ancients is in there as well. Um, I will, I will definitely take your advice. It, it's actually, I did think that when I saw the book, I thought it's interesting that they've published this because I know that a lot of the labs are lore driven. They are a lot background driven. Yeah. Um, and if you start having conversations with uh, sort of lab designers, they're always saying, "Well, actually, this is this has been put into the background, so therefore we're not going to get rid of it." Um, yeah, so so maybe there is shows you there is a little bit of forward thinking coming on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh... Yeah, it feels like it's exciting times in the world of Ninth Age, right? I feel like. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um... I, I, you know, I'm like, super hyped to get more games in and just kind of just experiment with the, uh, the vampires in particular. Yeah, and so, I know we spend a lot of time like grumbling about stuff here, right? Um, yeah, just just yeah. As an absolute um, sort of clarification, massively happy with this update. I think yeah. um, a lot of the sort of stuff that we've been saying like the past couple of months has um, has been addressed. So. Yeah, like I say, I think I think the game's a good place. There's some exciting stuff coming out. Clearly for me, like, you know, my two favourite books are basically going to get labs in the next. One's just had one, and another one's coming right with orcs and goblins. So yeah. clearly, I'm in a super excited, <laughs> excited place. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, talking to yourself now, uh, you seem super excited about where uh, vampires are. Uh, be interesting to have like uh, James's opinion when we next have a chat with him. Just maybe get a quick. Uh, Ask him about where he feels vampires are as well, because obviously yeah, yeah. this is this is actually the uh, competitive vampires podcast, um, <laughs> I th- I, which I feel like I intrude on. So uh, well, once yeah. once James is back, will be and the orcs book, orc book will be out. I'll be the competitive orc book podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, excellent. Well, uh, good chat, mate. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess next time, who knows what we're going to talk about next time? Who absolutely knows? Uh, but until next time, guys, fuck a doodle do.
motherfuckers.